What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Live Your Truth Now podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ligori, and you can listen to this podcast episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You could also watch the video version of this podcast on the Live Your Truth Media YouTube channel. So before I go into today's episode, which is a very, very special one to me, I wanted to recap the episode that came out before this one talking about the intention and the strategy behind the new relaunch of the Live Your Truth Now podcast. So first off, I wanted to give a incredible shout out to my friend, Katie D'Andrea. Katie and I last year had a series of conversations with some amazing people, business leaders who were really focusing on storytelling and the stories that people are telling themselves, really talking about workplace culture, and also just the ability for us to be able to do the things that we want to do in this lifetime, really centered around living your truth now. So Katie, if you're watching this, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. And it was an amazing, amazing contribution that you gave to this podcast and also to a team. So thank you again, my friend. Now, before I get also into the deeper bones of this story, This episode to me is really two years in the making. It has been something that I have noticed applying to my own life and applying these lessons that I learned from my dad. So just to give you a little bit of a backstory, in 2020, the year that we all (laughs) could not forget, my dad reached out to me and asked me to go on an 11-day road trip with him to Sebring, Florida to go watch a motorcar race called the 12 Hours of Sebring. Of course, being that I had a massive grudge with him and I was really at that point in time just hoping for any sort of cordial relationship or cordial ground to walk on, I finally got that wish. But it was in the form of a road trip that I wasn't really too clear and sure that I wanted to go on. A voice inside my head, intuitive voice, I believe it was a voice of the universe, said to me, you need to go on this trip with your father, Michael. It might be the only one that you ever get. And so I went. And in 11 days, after 30 years of just grudges and constant arguments and debates and fights, my father and I repaired our relationship. We healed it. We started to realize we were more alike than we were the same, in which a lot of times I was super fearful of becoming exactly like my father. But now I'm more proud than ever to be alike him, to be able to have the same interests, the same commonalities, but also have differences in how we see the world. It has really made a huge impact on my friendship with him, on my relationship with him. And now I have to say our relationship is better than it's ever been. With all that being said, this lesson and this episode or these lessons that I'm sharing with you today is what I've learned over the last two years with my father. So during that road trip, that road trip also transpired and inspired me to document and tell the story about how my dad and I, over the course of this road trip, were able to heal our relationship with each other. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the three lessons that I learned from my dad. So the first lesson that my dad taught me on that road trip, and I've been able to apply it really to most, if not all areas of my life, is this concept of getting on the bus. So without burying the lead, I should say, or ruining the story that's in the book, My father told me of a time where he wanted to take a chance to go out and move to California at the time. And he wanted to go out and kind of make his own career as an entrepreneur. And he said, there's this saying that he followed, which was get on the bus. And so getting on the bus means that you just do it. 
that you don't think otherwise, that you don't quit, you don't second guess yourself, you don't have to think about the cursed house, which I talk about at some point I borrowed from the great Mike Dooley, the cursed house about how things are supposed to play out for you, how things are supposed to work out for you. Getting on the bus means you just get on the bus. If it works out for you, great. And if it doesn't, you'll adjust. So getting on the bus really is a life ethos for you to understand that life is going to throw you curveballs. There are going to be times and there are going to be situations where it just doesn't work out in your favor. Adjust to them. You're on the bus. You're moving forward. And life is going to continue moving forward with or without you. On the flip side of that, if things do work out for you, well, then you're still on that bus. You're adjusting. And that's also part of it as well. When we have success or we have failures, know and understand that the bus, i.e. life, is going to keep moving forward. And so that adjustment period that my father used during the early years of him being an entrepreneur and passing that down to me is something that I've really applied. You know, in 2020, I'm not afraid to say it, I was a little a little bit overweight, you know. I was an average weight, I should say. I wasn't completely obese or anything of the matter, but I wasn't what I was used to. I kind of had let myself go. And in order to build my body back up to where I wanted it to be or to get my health back up to where I wanted it to be, I had to take that mantra that my dad taught me about just getting on the bus. And so I did. I just went to the gym one day, came back, and I did it again. The consistency piece. There were days where I felt incredibly, incredibly strong. And then there were days where I had really low energy and I was like, screw it. I'm not going to the gym today. But whatever the case is, I still showed up. And over time, I was doing building blocks. I was building the foundation to the house that I wanted to live in. Metaphorically, I was building this physical or this health house by every single day doing a workout, putting the effort into it, the consistency into it. I was never thinking about, oh, what if this doesn't work out? Or how come I'm not getting in shape faster? The reality of the situation is not everything's going to go according to plan. But if you stick to that mantra of getting on the bus, the one thing that you'll really know is you've made a commitment to forward momentum. You've never really thought about going backwards or sideways or everything the case may be. And even if things do go sideways, just know that you're on the bus and that you're moving forward. So that's lesson number one. And I hope you guys like that. That one personally to me is my favorite lesson out of these three that my dad told me. So lesson two, most of everything in your life is not in your control. And the only things that are in your control is your heart, is your mind, and is your words. So my dad is a very devout Christian. They talk a lot about in Christianity about God's will, and they talk about a sovereign will, and that God has a plan for every single person in here. And I'm not taking this conversation towards a religious route by any means necessary. Rather, what I'm showcasing is, is that my dad has this beautiful ability to let go of the things that he can't control. Not everything is meant for him. There are some things that have happened to his life that have been absolute blessings. There have also been some other times where he wished that those things never happened. But either way, he took lesson one of getting on the bus and two, letting go and surrendering control to what he believes is his faith. And so he always resourced to, or I should say got back to, the heart, the mind, and your words. So your thoughts and your feelings becoming actions. What's really truly inside here is what really, really matters. That's what you can control. That's the thing that really lights you up in the morning. That's what gets you out of bed. 
Your mind is the approach or the perspective as to how you go about your day, how you go about your work. Specifically, the mantra, I should say, the argument really being, do you have to do something or do you get to do something? And notice how I said that those are two different phrases and two different meanings of the same subject. So for example, most of us probably default to the phrase of, I have to go to work. Well, what if you changed it to, I get to go to work, I get to make money, I get to provide for my family, I get to save and invest for my future. Instead of saying, I have to go to work, I have to do all of this stuff there, I have to get all this paperwork done. Notice that when you get to say get to do all of that X, Y, and Z, or I get to go to work and I get to make money, you'll notice a little bit of feeling in your body You'll notice the tonality of how you approach something. Personally, for me, when I say I have to do something, it kind of has this dread or this like, oh God, I can't believe I have to do this again. Where if I look at it as like, I get to work today. I get to work with my clients. I get to lead my team. I get to make money. You start listing things in more of a positive affirmation instead of looking at the downside of a chore or a to-do list or a task list of all these things that you have to do. So I hope that resonates with you. And it's really important for every single one of you to really truly understand that your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions are really what matter at the end of the day. That's it. Everything else is totally out of your control. You can't control what other people are saying about you. You can't control what other people are feeling or doing in their line of work. You can't control world events. The only thing that you really can control is how you get up in the morning, how you approach your day. And specifically, try looking through the lens of, do you have to work out or do you get to work out? Do you have to make money to provide or do you get to make money? to provide. And when my dad told me that lesson, it was just so powerful, mostly because that's how he approaches over 40 years of being an entrepreneur. There were days where he noticed when he said, I have to go into the office today. And you could tell there was just a dread on his face that he didn't want to even be there in the first place. But when he said, I get to go work today, I get to go practice one of my hobbies. My dad's a big gardener. He loves to garden. And he goes, I get to go work in my garden today, or I get to work on my car. You notice the body and the feeling and the emotions. And of course, he's a human being. So he's not going to be perfect every single time when he says, I get to do something. He's going to slip up. He's going to say things in the have to. Now that there's nothing wrong with saying have, but just notice is that Sometimes when you say, I have to do something, there can be a negative connotation with that. So just remember, lesson two is most of everything in your life is not a control, except your heart, your mind, and your words. And finally, for lesson three, you know, it's never too late to have something with your parents. After 30 years of having a grudge with my dad, one of the things that I realized was, is that in 11 days, we were able to repair everything. And I looked at him as we left for the airport and He was taking his connecting flight to California and I was living at Denver at the time. One of the things that he said to me was, is that, you know, I hope we get to do this again. And I have been waiting for something like that for over 30 years, 30 years to have an invite, an invitation just to join my dad on common ground. We were more than on just cordial ground, actually more than anything. We had ended up becoming really, really close, strong friends. And so I want to share a little bit of that story with you guys, mostly because right now, some of you are thinking, 
My parents are getting older. I'm getting older. There's no way that my parents are going to change. There's no way that my parents are going to look at me differently. And you know what? You're probably right because they're not going to change and you're not going to change either. You may want to change, but your viewpoint on how you see them wishing that they could change, you're doing that exact same thing because you're not changing to them or you're not changing in the situation at all. So I never changed to have a relationship with my dad. Actually, that was the furthest thing that I wanted. I didn't want to bend to his will or be conditioned to have some sort of relationship. Earlier in the years when I just wished for anything and before we went on that road trip, I did expect or I did want something to happen where just give me something, anything to be walking on cordial ground with him. But the thing is, is I never changed and he didn't change either. What we did was we met in the middle. We had tough conversations and I'll do an episode later down the line about the power of tough conversations. And there was a lot I learned about having really tough conversations with people close to you, your loved ones, and including yourself. But going back to this theme of it's never too late to have something with your parents, I want you to know that every day that goes by is an opportunity and a chance for you to have something with them. Time is finite. It goes by really, really fast. The older that you get, it seems like it just flies by. Some of you are going to be having children of your own someday or being in very committed relationships as of now when the family is a future focus of yours. Don't waste that time. Don't think it's impossible. Don't think that for one minute, your parents don't want anything with you. They want something as bad with you as you do with them. Trust me, I know. Nobody wakes up in the morning and hopes that they don't have any relationship with their kids, any parent or grandparent. And you don't want to wake up in the morning wishing that you never had something with them. Whatever happened in the past with them happened. And I'm not here to tell you that what they did was right or wrong because, of course, it'd be impossible for me to know those situations. But the reality is that in order for you to have something with your parents, it comes down to the forgiveness of yourself first and then being able to forgive them as well. Because your parents more than likely did the best they could with what they had at the time that they had it. So I hope these three lessons were value to you are going to be able to actually help you out in the course of your life. And as we go through this podcast specifically, my goal is to help you become more liberated, more free from the past, like I've been free over the last two years, and I'm still working on things. You know, I am not a finished product, nor do I ever think I will be a finished product. I'm learning just as much as you are. But the reason why I relaunched this podcast is because the things that I learned along the way, the things that I've learned from some incredible mentors and business leaders and people about just being true to yourself and being authentic in that approach. These are the things I want to share with you guys. And if I don't have the answer to something, I'll go find it for you because there's plenty of people out there who know a lot more than I do. So I hope you stay tuned into this journey of the new kind of season of life that the podcast is in. I want to thank you for just being a part of this episode. And if you like what you heard and you want more content like this, I have a free newsletter. So go to my website, mikelagori.com and sign up for the free newsletter. Every single week, I send out a story or a lesson or a tip that can really just help you stay inspired and encouraged through the week in living your truth right now. And then also, because I gave you guys a little bit of that story, I wanted to just do a quick little shameless plug on my book. My latest book, The Road Ahead and Miles Behind a Story of Healing, 
and redemption between father and son is out now for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Big shout out to my publisher, Morgan James, for reading the story, for taking a chance on it, and really just giving me the opportunity to share this with the world. I would greatly appreciate it if you guys are interested in this copy. There's a link in the description below on YouTube. Uh, there's also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your platform in the show notes, there will be a link there for you as well. So thank you again for tuning in and be well, be easy, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.